Ito, now, I don't know about you, but I think quite a few people in Hong Kong, including me, have already uh, have already experienced flu or cold symptoms in the last couple of months. And that's probably just the start of things to come as the weather changes. So how do we make sure that we stay fit and healthy and ward off any of those symptoms? Well, joining me now in the studio is naturopath Philip Watkins, regular, and to give me the lowdown on how to get your immune system fired up. Good morning to you, Philip. Good morning, Sadia. It's nice to be back. Yeah, long time no talk. Now, now um, this is the season to be coughing and sneezing. <laughs> sure is I right. Think, so. And it's it's an interesting one because we have, I guess, a new dimension. Um, it's our, probably our first season where we've got you know cold and flu and COVID, right? And I think where it's an important conversation to have now that it's part of the you know a daily life in a sense. But mm. there are what we're going to talk about today are some really easy kind of nutritional things you can do that actually have some good evidence behind them when it comes to both the prevention but also giving you an understanding of what you can do maybe if you already do pick something up and uh, and what to do about it then okay and obviously things like uh, covid and stuff they are still there i mean you know it's that's what just brought it up dormant, yeah, isn't that's it? the thing we've you know a lot of the time people you know may feel unwell and they won't think to test so there's not the uh, but i think also there's a, a, a happy place there in the sense that uh, you may, you know, get a secondary, you know, another infection or another round, and you'll hopefully recover just as normal. But uh, it is should be now, I guess, part of the part of the yeah, conversation, right? That's right. And and vaccines are, are still available for those too. Indeed, they are. Yes. Yeah. So there's uh, depending on your age group and and obviously disease risk, there's flu and uh, COVID vaccinations available now as well. But uh, hopefully, we'll be able to, you know, talk about a few things that you can do on sure. top of these things if you feel as if they're appropriate for you. I think um, there, a lot of the time, nutritionally, there are a few kind of pieces of low-hanging fruit, if you like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we can pick off the tree uh, that enable us to maybe take control. Um, I think one of the first things I always wanted to talk about is um, something that we've talked about, I guess, in other segments is using you know, nutrition as a form of resource. And what are, I think we often move towards maybe pills and potions when we think of you know doing something for the body or something therapeutic. But what a lot of people don't know is that uh, protein is actually the building block of our immune cells. So when it comes to your diet, we always look for maybe superfoods or these other types of things, but your protein levels are actually one of the key rate limiting factors to your immune uh, stimulation. So this is where uh, looking at your protein levels and to give you a sense, uh, looking for most people, you're looking at about 0.8 grams to one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. So you can kind of calculate that. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening there and you've just run to get your pen and paper, that's 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per kilogram of body weight a day. And just making sure that you're getting that adequate protein is not very much talked about in relation to your immune system, but it means that your immune system has the building blocks that it needs to build your white blood cells so that if you do get some form of, you know, uh, an so exposure... So a good steak here and there is good for you then? <laughs> look, you know what? Um, I'm not going to argue with that with my Australian background. But, um, but as I said, you know, you can get protein from many 
different ways yeah. as well. And um, but being cognizant of that is obviously just one of those things that I, maybe doesn't get spoken about in the broader conversation mm. when it comes to your immune system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's usually the kind of fruit and stuff that come in compared to say the protein that you're right. You know, and juices and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And look, okay. uh, you know, those nutrients, you know, things like the the classics, I guess. You know, your vitamin C and vitamin A in the in the orange vegetables and fruits. So obviously, they're very very important and they can really help. But as I said, it's just an overlooked thing that um, you know, for a lot of people, as we, you know, I guess, to broaden the conversation around protein a little bit to to give a sense of importance, the you know, when we turn forty, our muscle mass will begin to decline by up to fifty percent on the way to eighty. So your protein levels not only help you with your immune uh, stimulation, which is what we're talking about today, but it can also help you go some way to maintain your strength independence as you age as well, which is obviously super important. So this is really just a daily routine. It isn't, I mean, now as we're coming towards this time where the weather's going to change and people are going to get sick, I mean, you can just, your your nutritional diet is what you should be looking at throughout the year anyway. Exactly, right? So you, there's a real opportunity there to to say, okay, well, I want to make sure that my resilience increases and, and obviously you know, that's great, but then there is actually something that you can do that will do that but then have a huge ripple ripple uh, effects to other areas of your health. So your brain health, you know, uh, a lot of these things all rely on your protein mm. too. Mm. But um, let's talk about maybe some of the nutrients that you can sure. use. Um, one of my favorites, and I think something that's uh, very interesting in Hong Kong specifically is vitamin D. Now, I've often made the joke that you know in summer in hong kong we tend to you know we Mm -hmm. don't really get the sun because you know you get a minimum amount of sun uh in in the summer and then we get what six weeks of (laughs) this beautiful weather over the course of winter and and autumn and maybe spring but then our exposure during the week is nowhere near enough and my commonly i will see the majority of my hong kong patients will come in largely beyond insufficient and deficient in their blood tests. Now, vitamin D is actually one of the key preventative measures that you can do to reduce all of your cold and flu risk. But also the British Medical Journal did a very interesting study when it came to uh, uh, people who are very deficient and who get acute infections and using vitamin D as a cold and flu remedy. And there was actually a stage where they thought that the vitamin D and its application for heavily deficient people was the best cold and flu remedy there was as far as Okay. you know a scientific intervention if you like so uh, you can go and check your vitamin d levels uh, with your local doctor or you can come see us at imi if you want to the idea is is that you can actually track these types of things so even with your protein you can go and track the amount of protein that you're having using those numbers that i gave you but also you can visit your healthcare practitioner and get your vitamin d levels checked as well so that you actually know whether or not it's something that you need to pay attention to so it becomes a little bit more practical as a opposed to taking an immune formula that you might get over the counter where you you know it may or may not work these are the types of things that you can actually track with your healthcare practitioner and know that they're going to have a, a proper effect for you for me i suppose vitamin d i, I immediately just think of the sun that you know yeah, right, you yeah the exactly. sun, but 
And I would have thought that in Hong Kong, the amount of sun that we have, I, I suppose, but we're not actually sitting in it for too long. That's we're coming point. in and out exactly all the time right. and yeah. we're avoiding it half the Indeed. time. Indeed. And this is the thing. And it's it's almost, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to even think about that something mm. that's so important for us in that sense is something that we avoid in, in so many ways. So during this time where the weather is changing, and we still do have the sun, this is a good time to be out there. Precisely, absolutely. So you, you, really there's varying kind of levels of recommendations depending on, on where you go and what you read. But I think a good uh, rule of thumb uh, used to be hands and face. Um, it's no longer hands and face. It's now been ex extended to full torso if possible. So we're talking about some level of exposure on your back, for example. Okay. Uh, please be careful from an Australian. Yeah. Please be careful about extended sun exposure, melanomas and things like that. Do protect yourself. But on the same hand, this is where morning sun can actually be both protective and get you vitamin D levels and then protect yourself in the afternoon when the sun is stronger. So this is more of a, once again, a practical tip that if you're going to go for a, a morning walk or a morning hike, long, for example. I mean, you need what, sort of half an hour? Yes. Yeah, the, the parameter, at least in my you know, reading, is 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And as I said, if you can notice that you're you, you're getting a little bit of a change in the color of your skin, uh, a small darkening in the skin, um, obviously that's ideal, and that would be a prompt to cover up from there. Okay. Well, it's amazing. It's just a very simple thing, but it's a, it's amazing how little we actually expose ourselves to the sun. Well, and this is where the supplement, but also this is where the idea of getting it checked can be really mm. important. But it's not. It's something that actually uh, transcends age groups as well. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where the protein is also important too, in that there are varying levels of research for zinc, for example, in the elderly. So it's got some great research in preventing things like pneumonias, but also for young children children but I think what I've tried to do today was to try and choose the things that are more ubiquitous across age groups okay. that we can all do so we can get our kids checked for vitamin D or they can take a, a, a an age specific supplementation with the rest of the family and everyone will benefit across the board from something like that. Okay, so what's next on your list? So the vitamin what's, D is one check. Yeah, so one of the ones that I guess I see more in the clinic is kids. And um, if you've got a young kid or, you know, you're, you're, I think one of the more common things that I hear is that people are, you know, my child brings home mm. more more yes, else, more yes, infections yeah, than friends. Um, and <laughs> I, I think this is where probiotics have really got some great research. So specifically lactobacillus species have got some really great research in reducing, uh, in, there was actually one really big study that actually saw a 50% reduction in uh, infections, in frequency of infections and school absenteeism. So okay. um, probiotics can be really helpful for kids and their immune system. And when you uh, understand that 70% of our immune system is in our digestions, then that you know kind of adds up that you would like to maybe look at a probiotic formula around the end of summer. So what they've done in some of the studies is they've given children uh, probiotics over three months and six months. So what you can do potentially, I would probably choose three months, just obviously doing everything six monthly is not, not as mm -hmm. appropriate, but you can look at maybe starting around about July and August, and that will then give a, you know, a long enough period of time to for the probiotics them. to kind of bolster the immune mm -hmm. system so that we get into end of September, October, like where we are now, 
that cold and flu season, they've got a couple of months behind them of that probiotic. Uh, and that would be in the form of their food, in, in food items. You can use like fermented that. foods, but yeah. also there are some great probiotic formulas that you can buy over the counter for, okay. for children um, as well. So there's some chewables potentially too. Okay. But once again, they, these are some you know really low-hanging fruit that can very much bolster the immune system. But something that you can do in a, as a consideration moving into cold and flu season. So once again, these are things that I do you know when I see people freshly in the sense that you say, right, it's either allergy season or it's cold and flu season. Let's get a jump now and start it with eight weeks you know, before that, and you can start to think about these things. So when the, the kids go back to school, <laughs> you know, mm. they've already got a month mm. or two mm. of yeah, these things really behind good. them, Absolutely. and you can be a little bit more intentional with it, and you'll probably see the results. Yeah, and a number of parents you hear just this morning, I think Noreen was saying her children have got their thing and they're, they're, right. they're coughing and splurting. It's so it's just from, pretty common you know, across. I think it's almost a rite of passage for, right. for most young families, That's right? right? Okay, so probiotics um, and anything else? Yeah, so I, I wanted to talk about zinc because it's one of the one of the ones that actually for our elderly uh, population, so people over sixty, uh, your ability to absorb zinc actually uh, decreases over time, and zinc deficiency uh, people over sixty. This was actually a Chinese study uh, actually have one and a half times more uh, potential for risk of zinc deficiency. Oh. So it's actually very much antiviral. There's some good evidence to suggest that it can reduce the severity of colds and flus as well. But one of the big things is that as a, for our for our elderly population, pneumonia is a big, um, mm. you know, one of those those, those mm. infections that can be incredibly dangerous. And uh, zinc has some really lovely research around. You know, I, I'm the type of person that calls research lovely, <laughs> right? Say. It's a strange, a strange <laughs> adjective. Um, <laughs> but there's some really lovely research around you know zinc and reducing the risk of pneumonia for for elderly patients. And as we saw, you know, during the pandemic, you know, it's it's um, you know our aging population that really need some of these extra boosters on top of you know what we're already providing. And a zinc supplement uh, used after dinner, it does have to be done with food because it can make you feel a bit nauseous. Mm -hmm. But once again, you can check that in your blood. So, you know, when you're going to see your healthcare practitioner, you can look at serum or red blood cell levels of zinc to actually get a sense of whether or not you, you need are. it. Yeah. So this is a thing around using supplementation. People are often unsure as to whether or not it's going to work. So use the, use the you know, the facilities that you have with your healthcare practitioner to actually have a look into these things. And you might find that, you know, some of these easy things, instead of taking 15 different supplements, you might be able to just hone in on uh, a few things depending on, on your age or depending on, on uh, some of these different things and, and you might find it that's exactly what you need. Mm. And obviously, you know, it's good to have these supplements. We, sometimes people have an opinion that they think, oh, I don't need supplements. I'll just have it through fruit and veg and this and that. But then it's like it's good that you just back it up with a supplement perhaps. Yeah, the, it's always uh, I always kind of go back to the first Hong Kong diet study that was done in 2014, where the average uh, Hong Konger, if you like, w was really only having around one to two serves of fruits and vegetables a day, mm. and. I've often used, you know, vitamins and minerals in a sense with a financial metaphor in the sense that if you have a particular budget that you need to get a day, then, you know, the one to two servings of those fruits and vegetables won't cut it at all. 
And so your body then has to choose which transactions it does and doesn't pay for or which bills it does and doesn't mm. pay for. Mm. And the immune system in the sense of things like zinc, for example, but also vitamin D, uh, you know, can actually get, and protein is another great example, can actually get, I guess, deprioritized when it comes to these important transactions that these vitamins and minerals pay for. So supplementation for some people may actually be a necessity. And this is where the conversation around vitamin D and sun comes back in, in the sense that if you work, you know, for five days a week and then Saturdays you're running the kids around to school, you're not getting enough sun. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not you know, just... practical to think that you are. Yeah. So therefore, this is where in some cases, if you had a free life where you you could go hiking for two hours a day then sure you, you've got a good chance of getting that yeah, sun but yeah. it may it may not be realistic okay anything else last yes stress uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, it, it is a big one. And look, I think we were having a conversation off air that, uh, you know, sometimes there can be different varying uh, influences on our stress levels. But uh, one of the, the – there are a lot of studies to suggest that the idea of becoming run down, you know, I think we've all used those words at one mm -hmm. time or another, mm -hmm. it, that, that stress and that chronic stress, if you like, or prolonged stress actually has an effect on the You're effectiveness. You're more prone to pick something up. That's well, it's right. literally your yeah. white blood cells. So yeah. it actually reduces one of your white blood cells, your lymphocytes. And once again, this can be checked in your blood. Uh, you can actually have decreases in your lymphocytes because of stress. And it can be a sign that your stress has gone on too long or that you are... Uh, you know, more literally instead of figuratively run down mm -hmm. and your your immune system is less effective. And that means that when you maybe do get uh, an infection, which unfortunately might be inevitable, um, you know, you may not be able to fight it as well as you might like to. So once again, uh, things like meditation uh, we've talked about in the past uh, has a great um, effect on the immune system and can actually really prime it and uh, maybe the first step potentially to, to helping your immune system and uh, through through stress management. Mm. Lots of things to think about. And I think it's just, uh, can I just ask you, this is a real quick one. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> of course. Um, things like black seed cumin or somebody has been saying to me, oh, you must take that. Like it's, it's overall tonic. It'll help yeah. you <laughs> just in like 20 seconds. What do you reckon? Is it a good so, thing to use? Uh, I, black think of, I think black seed oil, uh, I think of it as nigella sativa. So, um, so the one, it's actually one of my favorite herbs. Um, now, one of, there's a Middle Eastern saying that nigella is uh, prescribed for everything apart from death. death. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that says it all then, really. <laughs> so look, hey, give it a try. Okay. Uh, just be careful if you're on certain forms of medication. Just do a little bit of research <laughs> there. But I, hopefully that, that's a, a concise way of answering your question. Brilliant. Philip, <laughs> thank you so much for coming my in pleasure. today. Thanks for the it's opportunity. always great to talk to you. Thank